On today's show, I have Crystal Shoemate from Micanopy, Florida, and she's the owner of one of the top producing barrel horse stallions in our barrel horse industry, BHR Frenchie Socks, who just crossed the $2 million mark after last week's Ruby Buckle Race. So big congratulations on that, and thank you for getting on here and talking with us today. Thank you very much, and you're welcome. I'm excited to talk about my horses today. I know you are so excited. You know, all over Facebook, I said, I got to get her on here to talk. <laughs> no. What does hitting this milestone mean to you? Um, it means a lot. It's just crazy. Um, like I remember back in the day when we bought him, my grandfather bought him from the Myers and Fulton sale as a yearling. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want a stud. I have no business having a stud or whatever, but they're like thoroughbred minded. So they were absolutely never intending on gilding them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we made it work. He uh, ran for a little while as a stallion and then we just decided to quit running them and stand them. Right. So actually my first question was going to be was what made you decide to keep them a stud, but it doesn't really seem like it was your decision, huh? <laughs> no, not at all. I actually begged them to let me geld him. Um, during his four year old year, I wanted to rodeo and they were like, absolutely not. So I'm really glad they told me no on that one. <laughs> <laughs> now, now that you've had him and you've experienced everything with a stud, um, do you kind of have any advice for somebody else? Because I always see people asking this question, like, how do you decide if a horse should stay a stud or not? Um, do you feel like you could give some advice on what they should look for to keep a horse a stud or to geld them? It is very difficult to decide on what to do Mm -hmm. um we were actually trying to keep one of his sons a stud um Mm -hmm. he's a three-year-old he's out of our favorite mare for the fame our daughter dash to fame and he just like could not stay focused on anything so we ended up gelding him this spring Mm -hmm. um he definitely had the looks and the pedigree but he just couldn't handle it and nowadays i feel like they have to be by the greatest sire ever and out of the greatest mare ever. Right. And it still doesn't give you a guarantee. It's a lot of luck. It's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of tough skin. You have to like ignore all the negativity and just focus on the positive. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's definitely been a fun adventure and I would not do it any other way. Right. And I love watching everybody ride your horses just because like, even now that I live out in Texas, I see all these people beach our Frenchie socks horses. And I'm like, Oh, that's crystals uh, horses, babies. And it's just cool because to me, you're just crystal who works hard and um, lives pretty close to me. I see you all the time. And so I just feel like you're a hardworking person that has a really cool horse. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. We never stop. Like yesterday I went into work as my nursing job and we got down pretty early. So that's when I did a little research after work and found out what he was at on Equistat before the Ruby buckle. Mm -hmm. So I just put up that little post when I got off work yesterday, but it's, you know, some days I wonder why I get into all this, Uh but I mean, we truly love it and are passionate about it. So we just keep going through the motions and doing what we need to do every day. And uh, we're trying to get Colts broke and we're patterning our three-year-olds and keeping Well, we're trying to get the open horses back fit. That's why we didn't go the Ruby buckle. I just didn't feel like they had enough fitness for a standard pattern. Right. And I didn't want to take them out there if they weren't their best. Right. So we're trying to, 
get them back fit so we can go some here. Because mm-hmm. I got to get egg over the $100,000 mark. That's oh, my next goal. He's so cool. <laughs> now, you did he's compete on Studley for a little while, right? You took him to the fraternities or you did something with him. Yes, we. Um, I took him to Fort Smith. He made the finals there. And then I also took him out to the five-state breeders fraternity, mm-hmm. and he won reserve champion there. And that was an outdoor pen. It was a three-run average, and he was just Mr. Solid consistent. Like, he even outrun Go For a French Girl, who's also one of my all-time favorite mayors. Mm-hmm. But he was just fun. Like, he was so honest and easy. And, I mean, you just sent him in there and just pretty much stayed out of his way and just let him work in kind of the same way his babies are. Right. Now, how long did you compete on him before you stopped and you just strictly used him for breeding? Uh, I think we ran him until he was five. And then we just stood him at stud because, I mean, he was younger then. So he had more testosterone probably than he does now at 21. But, (laughs) you know, he was just, it was more the other people didn't pay attention. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't want to get him hurt or somebody else hurt. So I was just like, I'm just going to stand him at stud. You know, he had done enough for me and the main things like he has is like he has a good pedigree he has a good mind he has a good build and I mean I know he doesn't have a huge record but we really didn't take him that much it's not his fault Mm -hmm. now did you only breed him to your own horses at first or did you immediately start breeding him to the public um we just did our own um I had an old paint mare that I used to compete on I think she was the first Mary ever bred him to. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just kind of, I think people remembered seeing him run and they would just kind of ask, what are you doing with him? And we started off breeding for like $500 a mare <laughs> <laughs> right here in our backyard. Oh, and, um, you know, then it just kept, I mean, like his second crop, he had one win like 80,000 their fraternity year. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, holy cow. <laughs> like, wow. You know, it's just kind of like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And then, you know, you get more interest and it just kind of goes from there. And, you know, you, you have people that don't get along with them. They're not for them. And that's fine too. Mm-hmm. But I sure enjoy riding them. Like I couldn't imagine riding anything else are so easy right now do you remember which one of his offspring was like the first one to be a big standout winner because I know there's been so many yes um the first one had to have been kiss the sky because he was from the second crop um and I mean when I say crop I'm talking like eight mares a year (laughs) (laughs) like I mean we we hit the million dollar mark with like 50 Fulls, like maybe around 53, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty cool. And now we're at like 114 and we're at the $2 million mark. And there's still like 16 or 17,000 average per starter, which I think is really impressive. And like the Barrel Horse News shared a thing the other day saying that I think it's 64% like is his percentage of Equistat money earners, which is really high yeah. also. And we started out, you know, breeding, trying to breed what we thought were really good mares because I didn't want like a hundred babies out there a year out of just any mare. Right. So we tried to pick, you know, mares that we liked and remembered watching them run. And I think that worked out really well also. Mm -hmm. Now you have rode quite a bit of his foals. Um, Do you feel like they're all similar in ways? They are. Um, 
we have we tend to have like everything here on this farm is related mm-hmm. in some way or another because <laughs> we get something we like and we just kind of stick with it. Right. And I do see a lot of similarities in them. They're really smart, which is good and bad because if you show them something bad, they're not going to forget that either. Mm-hmm. So we tend to just try to take our time with them. Um, they're a little sensitive, so we don't like hammer on them. We just kind of keep them fit and pattern them, you know, in their own way, in their own time. Mm-hmm. Like Skittles, we never ride her pretty much. We work her in the round pen and I get on and run her. Mm-hmm. She's like so easy. And I think, I don't know if people just like to ride them that much or what, but I just try to keep them happy. Like, I'm like, if you don't need to be rode, I'm not going to ride you. We'll just keep you fit and show up and run you. Right. And actually I talked to Riley Elliott on one of these episodes too, when we were talking about how she's rode so many of them and she kind of said the same thing with them. So that's interesting. Um, yeah, what, they're, they're easy. Like if, if you can overdo it with them, I guess is a good way of putting it. Just yeah. kind of keep them fit, show them the barrels every now and again, or work on what you need to work on and then go on to something else. Right. What do you think is like the biggest trait that he throws to his foals? Like whether it be like a physical trait or like a personality or anything like that? Well, uh, honestly, they're, they're all different mm-hmm. uh, in their own way. It's, it's funny because we've bred for the fame to him. I want to say there's like six out there and they are all so different, mm-hmm. but they're alike in ways too, if that makes sense. Right. No, um, they're, they're really like, you got to just kind of be careful, like showing them things. Like I said, cause they're so smart. They'll just be like, Oh, okay. Uh, but they, they tend to want to be turny, you know, they just kind of have a natural, it's just a good feeling to like, they're like sea barrel, turn barrel, mm-hmm. you know, they might not start off doing it the exact way you want them to, but they want to rate a barrel, which I like, right? because when I go down the alleyway, I have to be on something that I know is going to turn. If I'm like holding my breath going, are they going to turn? Are they going to work? Like, I don't like that feeling. Right. Now, I mean, there's been so many good horses by so many or out of so many um, different bred mares or, you know, lineage or whatnot. But what is your favorite kind of mares to breed him to? My favorite personally is the Dash to Fame Daughters. Mm -hmm. I think that they have just been a phenomenal cross. Mm -hmm. And I want to say they have won over half a million with him so far. Which, after Lacey Harmon and Tee It Up In My Socks won the slot race, we bred a lot of Dash to Fame daughters that following year. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to see. I think I think they're the 2019 crop, so they should all be yearlings. Right. So we're super excited to see those in the pen. Yeah. Now, what does it feel like watching so many people be successful on horses by him? I mean, does it make you feel like you're like a proud grandparent or something? <laughs> Yes, absolutely. I do. And I really enjoy watching the webcast and watching like all these different style of riders on them and doing well with them. And they're all out of different mares. Mm -hmm. It makes me exciting. And, you know, we've also made lots of friends all across the country because of him. Like I have friends in California and Washington and it's really it's nice for them to keep you updated and tell you they're excited, how much they love their baby. So we, yes, definitely feel like proud grandparents. <laughs> now, what was it like watching like Friday run at the NFR or um, grandiose guy at the American? 
So the NFR was really cool. Like I know Friday didn't have the best NFR out there, but it's a really different setup. Like that was the first time we've ever been to the NFR. Mm-hmm. We had to go watch him and I was like, Whoa, it's so small. Like you don't realize <laughs> yeah. it watching it on TV. Right. And I think poor Friday just couldn't hardly get his momentum like going. Yeah. Like, I think if they let him from the back 40, he probably would have done better, but it would take too long. So, but we were really proud. He won some money and it was definitely a once in a lifetime experience. And then watching Mater at the American was just, I mean, I was crying because, (laughs) you know, he's from my program, like my mayor, my stud. And I mean, Craig has done an acceptable exceptional job training him Mm -hmm. and I was really happy for Craig too because it made his training and experience like on a huge field so I was really proud for him to get a little success because he's kind of a humble quiet guy about it so I was happy for him as well and I know that they really enjoyed the experience out there right now we were down here trying to make more babies (laughs) (laughs) or working being a nurse (laughs) yes that too (laughs) I mean I've seen you sometimes and you're like I'm so exhausted I had to either you know work all last night now I'm going to a rodeo so if you don't personally know Crystal like she works so hard whether it's with her horses or at the hospital so Um, absolutely but I wouldn't have it any other way I mean I think hard work pays off so you get in what you put out and that's what we're doing here this morning. We're exercising horses before it gets much hotter. As you know, living in Florida, it's so fun, the heat and humidity. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> now, do you ever plan on having a stallion again if you feel like you have something with some potential? Or is this going to be like your once-in-a-lifetime thing? I honestly don't know for sure. I'm not really, like, planning on it. Um, but I really wasn't planning on him either. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if we had the right one with the right mind, maybe we would try it again. But right now we're just planning on focusing on him. We have some frozen semen and we'll probably just use that up over the next few years. And um, our mares are getting older and stuff. So I honestly don't know even how much longer we'll breed horses. Mm-hmm. I think, I think I'm at like over 600,000 as a breeder. Mm-hmm. So I really would like to see me break the million dollar mark there. That mm-hmm. would mean a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Now, where are you and at right now with that? I think I'm at like 600,000 okay. and change. And, uh, you know, this is talking like two to three foals born for a year per year. Right. You know, I'm not like Judd Little and, Bill and Deb Myers, which they're all wonderful too, but you know, they have 20 or 30 babies they breed a year. We have like, I think the most we've bred per year is four. (laughs) (laughs) That's big numbers. (laughs) Right. Now, um, one more thing I want to ask you before I let you off the phone is I hear some people say how like, oh, I'd like to have a baby, but I'm just scared. I don't know what to do with breeding horses. I mean, what would you say to people who are kind of in that mindset who think it's, I mean, I mean, I know it's a lot of work, but is it something that um, you think as long as somebody has some kind of, I don't know, help doing, it's an easy thing to do or I don't know. I'm trying to ask that question, but like there's just people who are scared to breathe their horses. So they think it's going to be like this huge deal and it's going to be really hard to do. So what do you think about that? Well, I mean, it is a lot of responsibility, uh, responsibility, mm-hmm. as you know, things can go wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, the main thing is to get a good vet to help you to get your mare bred, get advice from. I also highly recommend sending them to be fold out because anything and everything can go wrong. Mm-hmm. 
And then just don't be afraid to ask questions. Like if you have friends that do race horses, just say, Hey, when do you worm them? When do you give them their shots? Mm -hmm. And I mean, we've had lots of heartache over the years. You know, we've had $10,000 vet bills and still lost the full. And then we've had some, you know, get hurt. Mm -hmm. So they never had their career, Mm -hmm. but it's really worth all the blood, sweat and tears in the end. Right. Well, that's all the questions I have for you today, but thank you so much for taking some time out of your riding to talk with us today and tell Studley I said congratulations on hitting the $2 million mark and congratulations to you because that's super cool. Oh, thank you so much. I'll tell him. I'll give him a hug from you. For sure. All right. I'll talk to you later, girl. All right. Bye. All right. Bye.